welcome to episode number four of the Frame of Flower podcast. I'm joined by my buddy Hugh, Hugh Fogarty. Um, and before we jump into the conversation, I just want to say you guys can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, any of the casts, wherever you find, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find us there. Um, and definitely you can go check out our Let's Talk Cannabis LMC YouTube as well. And today, like I said, we got our good buddy, Hugh Fogarty here, good partner of mine. Um, and thanks for being on, Hugh. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, dude. Um, so we'll just jump right into it. So me and you, we've kind of had our cannabis experience kind of merged together. Um, we both have, you know, we started out as videographers and now we do a number of different things in the industry. I just want the audience to know too, this is one of my main business partners. Um, we're both young bucks and we're coming up. Um, but uh, what I want to ask you though, first of all, is leveraging media. What do you think about leveraging media for the individual and for a business? Yeah, like like leveraging as in like what you can gain out of it yeah, kind of. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, before yeah, before I answer that, I guess like just definitely like you said, we've been doing this for all. Shout out to Luke, you kind of helped me Thanks, get man. started too. Even like doing a lot so far. I think I don't think I'd be here so far without you. But anyway, yeah, I Vice think media. Yeah, I think media is is super important for any any individual or company. It it is your brand essentially, like. It's not entirely your brand, but it's one of the main ways you're going to convey your brand to your customers. And even if you're an individual person, if you're trying to be a musician or whatever you're trying to sell, technically, you need to build a brand for yourself. And, and to bring more audience to it, right? To bring more yeah. people, to bring, you know, the more, like, for example, there's a lot of artists now, whether you're a comedian, uh, musician, um, you know, entrepreneur, whatever it may be, people are now starting to go to podcasting, other platforms to start to draw in an audience that then they can transfer over to what and sell and monetize, right? So they're building yeah. a, a group, but you're dead right. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a good example of this, like a famous act. Okay, yeah, let's say Kevin Hart. Like Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart or Joe a Rogan. A lot of movies. Yeah, Joe Rogan. Yeah, they're, they're both famous. Kevin Hart's in a lot of movies. You see him in movies. But he also is a brand within himself. It's not just the movies or it's not just the movie. You don't just think of him as his character. You think of him as Kevin Hart and his brand encompasses basically his personality, but it's not necessarily his real personality. Like it, it's probably influenced by his real personality, but he's like created an image, I guess. And one of the main ways that he conveys that is through media. And like anyone who does that is through media. Like the, we talk a lot about the, the thing where they sit in ice buckets that he does, like balls, stuff like believe, that. Right? Yeah, he does yeah. stuff like that. He does all kinds of um, so he, podcasts so, and workout stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so he, he builds his own personal brand, but he also builds brands through creating shows and different IPs. So cold as balls, for example, you know, their main sponsor has been Old Spice. And now you see that they're doing, um, most recently they're doing commercials that like, you know, like the the black dude who's like the main Old Spice guy. 
Yeah, yeah. They now there's a, there's a new um, uh, advertisement with Kevin Hart on that show with that dude. Yeah. Right. There so you go. that's just so many. Yeah, a hundred percent connections. And so building the personal brand, leveraging media, building your own brand, and and then going to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. His podcast by now, I mean, obviously, is his most successful thing by far that he's ever done. Obviously, he started out on Fear Factor and then, you know, was a comedian and, and, you know, then he went to the UFC. But how does he sell out his uh, his tours, right? How does he sell out his tours when he's a comedian, right? Like when he goes on tour. It's because the people, I guarantee you, even though he's a great comedian, I'm not saying he's not, but I guarantee you there are better comedians out there that don't even get close to the numbers he gets because he has so many fans from his podcast, right? Yep. Yeah. So he draws in the masses with his podcast and that enables him to, you know, be able to sell out arenas, sell out. And then same with Kevin Hart. Um, yeah. Another thing too is at this point, Joe Rogan probably makes money off of his podcast. He makes so much, dude. Yeah, yeah. he makes so much. 190, podcast, 190 million downloads a week. Oh, uh, yeah. He makes probably so much off of that. But at first, he probably made more off of the promotion off of the gained audience that's coming to his shows than he did off of the actual podcast mm-hmm. like i i guess my point is like for people who don't know like like why they would do like a side media thing like eat, eat, two very different examples a shoe business or a rapper like why would you do a side why would you make a podcast if you're not going to make money off the podcast like Joe Rogan because like Joe Rogan makes so much because he's the number one podcast like up there every time on the top charts. If you think, even if you think that's like too big of a goal or whatever, it will still help your shoe business or your rap. Like it'll help your ancillary business. It'll help the stuff that you're connected to because it brings more eyeballs to it. It brings more exposure. It brings more fan base and and so forth. No, a hundred percent dude. Yeah, yeah, it's kind we, of a long way to say that, but I yeah, guess no, hundred percent. Yeah. No, that was, that was that was a fine way to say it. Um, yeah, no, hundred percent. So, in terms of like with this podcast, right, the Frame of Flower podcast, I like to show different frames of the flower, right? Yeah, yeah, cannabis, right. Um, I guess just really quick, I, I just I usually ask this question at the end, but I'm interested to ask you right now: is is what's your relationship with cannabis? on a personal level, on a business level. Yeah. And what do you see the future of it for yourself? I'm just. Yeah. Okay. So I would say that's it. That's it. I have a lot of, I have a long answer for that. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. I would say my, I have a, I have a strong relationship. Like I have a, can't me like I definitely, okay. I, I, I'm studying like this cause You're I good. can cut this part out. And then anyway, You're good, um, dude. Basically, I want to start talking and then say it all good. But so cannabis is very important to me in a lot of different ways, but I don't see it as just like a way to make money or a way to get high, even though that's what it really is. That's the two Those things. The two main I've things right now for. that are going for you, right? On a yeah. personal level and a business level. On a personal level and a bit and a business level, my basically my entire life, my my beginning relationship with cannabis was I want to make money like when I first started trying to get 
involved with weed in like seventh or eighth grade, I was like, I'm going to be in the NBA. I'm never going to smoke weed, but I want to sell edibles because, and sell weed because I want to make money. So I like bought weed from my friend, tried to make edibles in like the most backwards way that would never work. And I got caught and like all this stuff, all this but shit. yeah, that. all the yeah. normal stuff. But like, <laughs> anyway, I had tried smoking like a bit at that time, but I had always like wanted to make money off it. And then I had, I've never, was it, was it, did you want to make money off of it to smoke, to smoke for free, to get high for yeah. free? Or was it, or was it cause you purely wanted money? I'm curious. So, so that's what it was at first was just purely wanting money. And then I realized, well, so what happened was I went to Sweden for five months by myself and basically didn't go to school or like I had a school, but I just didn't really have to go or anything. And like, I, ba- I like kind of schemed it because the Ro- Roosevelt thought that I got a real uh, like transcript. No, yeah, but I, <laughs> I, I only got a certificate of attendance is what they called yeah. it. So you're but, just fucking around. Yeah, but then they they accepted my plan, my my schedule as my transcript. But anyway, so I just didn't go to school. I smoked hella weed there without my parents. And uh, it was really – and that whole time, I, right before I had gone to Sweden, that's when I really started smoking, like the month before I went to Sweden because I quit basketball because I was going to Sweden. And – I had nothing to do. And I was like, I'm not gonna be able to smoke this. So I was like, I'm gonna smoke a bunch. And I started going to like all the like fake dispensaries and like learning about medical, like around the time, like you were involved in medical. Um, and then I went to Sweden and I started reading up on all, I had a bunch of time to myself just smoking. I started reading up on all the laws and I was like, okay, when I get back, I'm gonna like get my medical card, open a dispensary, like do all this shit. And then they changed the laws like right when I got back basically in like 2016 or they had kind of, they were basically changing them. They were right getting out of it. Yeah. They were changing them when I left anyway, but hundred percent. Wait, so real quick um, though, before we go by this, I want to hear your experience in Sweden, right? I want to hear your weed experience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I actually, so this is actually a good, a good podcast topic because I, it's so different. Like it's literally like a drug. Like a like when you're buying weed, you're buying from like drug dealers. It's like that you're are, buying like, crack, right? Or yeah, it's so like the- they like, sell you little <laughs> bags, like and they're like all weighed out, and you don't know, you don't buy from anyone you know. And like they have phones, and then they have like different guys meet you with like the same phone, and they like it's trade like real, and real shit. trap shit. Yeah, it's, it's like weed. and they're you're real like- gangs too. Like each gang would have like a phone or two, and like you would make like sometimes i would think i was meeting one guy and like a different guy would meet me at the train station and like yeah and i'd be like kind of like scared and then they'd be like oh blah blah blah, like come with me and so and and so they fall they would bring you to a place to go buy it or yeah they bring me to go buy or or just like they just walk with me and like sell it to me on the street but i would say like like definitely the weirdest things was that like the most like sussed out i was was like how illegal how illegal is it there oh yeah it's one it's super super it's it's the same as heroin i i got i got arrested i got arrested and got interrogated and okay this is gonna be i I don't want to yeah okay i don't want to take up too much time with this but it's a really good story actually so we used to smoke in my friend's apartment which was like the size of a dorm kind of and we were smoking all there one night 
smoking, smoking, blah, 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 like we did normally. And Hash, then right? In, or... Yeah. Yeah. No, no. We were just smoking bong and shit. Flour. Uh, yeah. Flour. We had, we were smoking flour, hash. Um, oh, yeah. Hash and flour. We, we can, we should talk about hash. I thought you said packs. No, I meant um, hash because hash is yeah. really big out there, right? No. Yeah. Hash was actually cheaper than weed there. Yeah. It was that you couldn't get Moroccan weed hash. At, you couldn't get deals on weed. It was basically five grams or two and a half grams was the yeah. amount you could buy half wow. bag or whole bag and a whole bag was 600 crowns and a half bag was 300 crowns but sometimes a whole bag would be 500 crowns how much which, is 300 crowns yeah so 300 American? crowns is like almost 40 dollars okay so for two and a half dollars for almost 2.5 yeah 40 for basically 38 dollars for a 2.5 okay and then that's not, like, that's not that bad it's not like the worst. Not Washington like, prices. Shout out no, Washington. That's like weed. pretty. It's it was also so the town that I stayed that I lived in is it was Gothenburg, best city in Sweden by the way, and I'll shout tell you why it's the best Sweden. Yeah, shout out Gothenburg, Göteborg, best city because it's across the bay from Copenhagen, and in Copenhagen there's Christiania. Which, if you don't know, oh, that yeah. is, you should tell look us it about up. this. I, I love yes. Tell yeah, it's basically a hippie, hippie commune that was bought out. It was bought from the city of Copenhagen in, I I think it was the sixties or seventies as like a I nice think. hippie yeah. commune. Yeah, I think it was the sixties. Then in like the eighties, it became like heroin slums, like hardcore, like like hell's angels, skinheads, like running everything. And then now they've kind of turned it into like a little like mini Amsterdam. So you can like smoke weed, but yeah. So let's be clear about, so Christian, Christy, Christiania, Christiania. Okay. So Christiania, yeah. right. Is a few blocks. It's technically, it's an anarchist heaven, right? Yeah. An anarchist. Yeah. And they sell weed in like an open market. Right. And yeah, basically. The, yeah. And the funniest part about that is, so it's technically like that, but like there's continuous raids. Like my brother was there um, and he went there and he was checking it out and he's with my mom. So they're there for a wedding. And um, he went out there and my mom was like, don't go check that out. Don't go check that. And you know, my brother, he went and checked it out yeah. and um, he, he was like there and then he's walking and like, a, there's like, it's like one block, right? It's like one street. Right. And he's like a street away. And then he just sees like 20 cop cars come down and they just, arrest tons of people they run through the shit and my brother's like holy shit dude this is so it's like this weird if you guys if anybody's yeah, ever no. watched the wire it's that it, it's kind of similar a little bit to in season three this may not make sense to anybody but if you watch the wire there's this, there's this there's this part in season in season three where the police in baltimore they make like a four block radius where everything goes nothing so they just contain all of the chaos into four blocks and like you know, you, like everything is legal. You can sell <laughs> drugs there. Dude, if you guys want to know how to sell I've drugs, no, I'm just kidding. Episodes. Watch I The Wire, but no. It. Yeah, no. But The Wire, The Wire is dope, dude. The Wire is one of my favorite shows ever. Yeah, it's a little bit, it. it's a little bit tough sometimes. Season two sucks, but, uh, <laughs> so, but, so did you buy weed from there? Did you, you, yeah, no, so what I was going to, so basically I was going to go there. I had a whole trip planned to go there. And to be clear, it's Christian Christianity. Yeah. Christiania, like Christiania, yeah. That's ironic, but, dude. They do that. But bit. also, like you said, I there was one drug dealer that I kind of became friends with because he knew one of my other friends from like childhood, and he told me he was in Christiania. He was like, 
I can't really do a Swedish accent, but he was like, uh, I was like smoking spice and, and well, anyway, he was telling me he was smoking spice in Christiania and then cops raided them, like you said. And he asked, he said they were like skinhead guards, like outside of it. And he asked one of them, like, what was going on? He was like, I thought this doesn't happen. And the guy was like, quick little timeout right there. Just had to go take a piss break. Um, thanks for joining us though. Um, okay. So we were right in the middle of Christiania. Right. Yep. So and you had just, sorry, wait, you had just mentioned how the police were there when your brother was visiting. Yeah. They pulled and up. Pulled yeah. Up it's super stick. interesting. Cause that's, that's totally like, that's what happens like this. They like, that's where they source their weed from basically in Gothenburg, all of it, because that or Israel or Morocco, because for hash, but, or Amsterdam, but the boat comes in to Gothenburg cause it's on a port and, Copenhagen is on the other port and that's the least searched route to get in. Um, but basically this drug dealer. So the, the one drug dealer that I actually like kicked it with a few times there, he was, uh, he was a major freak, but he like, he told me you should get like a hand job massage every week. He was like, every man, every man Amsterdam, should do this. Baby. Like every right. man. Yeah, he was it's just all saying, like, it's all legal there in Sweden, right? Yeah, yeah. I, well, it's not, but there's a bunch of like shops that are like obvious. Like, there's like special economic zones, yeah, right? They're, for... they're super like <laughs> sexually liberated there in like a weird way. Like prostitution isn't legal, but they definitely have some obvious like I heard, job massage. I heard places. this though. I heard this though. So my brother was telling me he said like it's kind of similar to Seattle in Sweden, where like if you're trying to go hit on some girls and go mac on some girls, like. There, you know how Seattle, we have the Seattle freeze where like people, it's the same people idea of like where in California, everyone is your friend, but not really. Yeah. Like you think yeah. you have a bunch of friends, but not really. But in Seattle, people, you might feel like you have no friends, but once you do make friends, they're pretty loyal. Yeah. It's kind of like. I'd say. Yeah. Well, like that, I'd say, yeah, people are pretty, like people are pretty known for being cold there and like not talkative. But I'd say that only goes for people that they don't know. Like, they don't say hi at all. Like, if they're walking down the street, they don't smile at each other. They don't say hi to anyone. It's not like the Midwest in America. Yeah, no. No, not at all. But No no small talk. Yeah, no, like, small talk, really. But, like, they're really, like, when when you know someone and, like, hang out with them, they can be really, like, nice and, like, open and fun. But... Uh, I, I was just going to say a lot of the, like, I, I made a, like a small group of friends there that I was like really good friends with. And like a lot of people there, I just didn't feel as in, that interested in connecting with just cause they have like, I don't know. They kind of had like, they, they all thought weed was the, as bad as like heroin, which kind of made it like hard to like hang out with them. And yes, so, it's not like, kids. It's not. Yeah. Trust yeah, me. no, which, which, like, <laughs> honestly, I only hung out with the people that didn't think weed was as bad as heroin, and I don't think it's just because of smoking weed. I just don't think I could, like, relate to anyone who thought that. Like, I literally got in arguments with people my age about cigarettes being worse or better for you than weed, and I was just like, I can't, like, Small. yeah, like, I was just like, I literally cannot. <laughs> I just can't do this right now. <laughs> yeah, I can't, but, but also, I think I kind of had a more twisted experience because people love America. They love America. They love Americans so there? there. That was before Trump. They probably don't uh, as much now. Uh, but yeah. they love they probably still do. 
but they think we're dumb. Like, <laughs> I they, think everyone they, thinks we're dumb and fat. Yeah, and we like yeah, guns. Definitely, which they, is they would true, like but... definitely make jokes about that. But they knew about they knew Seattle. Like everyone who paid attention to the news was like, oh, like yeah, like I would live in Seattle. Like if I was, gonna oh really? America. Yeah, like that's West dope. Coast, like Seattle, like San Francisco. They said like, oh. Like that's what they like the the like informed more informed people who like n- knew what it was would be like yeah like oh you're from Seattle like that's not we heard that's not as bad as like the rest of it yeah but anyway we sidetracked in no Christian, but it, it, the, yeah, yeah that drug dealer told me he he was there and it was raided by cops and he asked one of the skinhead guards they had like skinheads like posted outside like neo Nazi skinheads yeah like, no like Hell's Angels oh, skinheads okay. like that yeah, like better. run the like yeah and yeah <laughs> that may, probably neo-nazis too maybe but that just like they no. just run the like weed and everything like everything in europe and shit like that and uh or like in that area like there's a lot of hell's angels and shit but um they had the day before cops had come in like with and they weren't powerful enough and everyone in there had thrown rocks at them and kicked the cops out so that that day the cops were just driving through in like a just as like a show of force just to like show like so they were riding there basically yeah which like keep going keep going well i was just gonna say basically yeah all it was was the cops tried to come into christiania with only three or four cars or whatever and everyone in there pelted them with rocks until they left Ah, and then the next day yeah and then the next day they just drove through and like with like 20 cop cars just like, they're like flexing yeah, not like the name, not the name of the yeah and like didn't do anything that's just crazy like dude flexed. that's crazy so that's a good good segue right now to yeah what do you think is going on right now man fucking the streets are going wild man i literally yeah. my brother i picked up my brother uh, a few days ago in seattle dude my brother sent me videos bro of people like throwing like lit like they would light a a shirt on fire and then throw them into cop cars dude we saw i saw like 10 cop cars on fire bro like this is yeah. three days ago honestly okay before i say anything i think i should say that i don't support looting necessarily yeah. i don't think it's good to. i think like, it hurts think the cause dude right it yeah i think cause. non-violent non-violent protesting is the way to go but i think you you shouldn't blame the people looting when they've been put in the like maybe maybe the people maybe not all the people looting but when the masses are pushed to this point i think yeah exactly is what has worked though you're right what has yeah. worked i guess peaceful protest has not worked right that's yeah, that's what a like, lot of people have said and i think you're right like we've been peacefully peacefully protesting and and there continues to be racist cops killing black people and it's like we did up. walkouts in, in high school there were like walkouts like garfield and like you guys yep, did, I, remember I remember dude you we did used walkouts to yep. and roosevelt did yep. walkouts to me like met up and yeah that would did nothing really which like i uh like i don't want to say like you should riot or anything but i don't want to say like go out and support them if you, you don't riot, need to be yeah shout out shout out to all the people shout out to I saw quite a few, like, and especially there was a lot of black people with other, with white people, Asian, you know, whoever, but there were groups of people that would go and like protect stores from being looted because, and, and I saw yeah. multiple clips of people That's being like, this is not what we're trying to say. This is not what we're trying to do. This actually hurts us. So, yeah. And that's the old tactic that the government used to employ. Right. So they used to be like, uh, like 
for example, for the WTO in Seattle, there was a huge riots. It's, it's right, you know, I think I was in a stroller. I don't know. You were, you might have just been born. Um, what year was it? Do you know? 90, 99, 2000. I don't remember. Yeah, I was born in 98. Yeah, like, like maybe even right. I, I think it was like I was in a stroller. But, um, and my dad was telling me the other day, he's like, yeah, well, you were in a stroller and motherfuckers were going wild. But, um, but, the, but they proved it though that the government sent in, um, special forces to act as anarchists right anarchists where they weren't really anarchists they were people that were it was kind of a false flag where they would send them in to go riot and pose as anarchists dress up in all black dress up you know to cover their faces or whatever and then break shit and then what that did though is it gave the cops the ability to be like oh well they're breaking shit so we're gonna crack down right yeah you heard of that dude so it's yeah, like yeah no it, for sure yeah it, it like I don't think that's happening here, by the way. I, it, not necessarily. I mean, I think, I think it depends on the, the whole, like, individual police forces across the country, kind of. Like, you see Agreed. some places Great where point. police are, like, kneeling with protesters. I've been seeing some dope speeches. videos, dude, of people. Like, there's that one yeah. guy in, somewhere in Cali who, like, was like, we love you guys. Like, we're going to walk with you guys. Like, and it was, like, super dope. It was this, yeah. like, white police chief who was, like, talking to all these different people. And it was like, we love you guys. Like, we're not with that shit. Like, we're a good police department. And, we're, and we support you guys. And we're going to walk with you. And that was, like, very powerful. Unfortunately, it was overpowered by the countless uh, videos of, of, of fucking dumbass cops, you know literally doing just fuck shit where they would you know there's 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 thousands of videos out there at this point and it's only been like four days where the, you'll see like a cop like shoot somebody with a fucking pellet gun or with a a, a rubber, rubber bullet, bullet gun yeah you know like just stupid shit and it was just like dude you guys really are not like like you're right like i think like it's it's real it's a really complicated issue because you see people you see some police departments handling it amazingly like like yeah. amazingly and then you see some police departments handling it just like terrible yeah terrible. just terribly and yeah. then and usually you don't really see riots in the places where the police forces are kneeling with the protesters and giving speeches and communicating with them like which i mean no, no, you're right and like i said i'm not supporting rioting but I'm okay with rioting but like looting and like when it starts to when it starts to convolute the 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 whole converse like the real substance, yeah. substance because, conversation it's terrible because it makes everyone it gives everyone who disagrees a point it gives it like if if there was no looting no violent pro like no violence there would be nothing they have to stand on like the people on the cop side which is kind of what leads you to believe that they might be inciting the riots like yeah, i don't you said, i don't think it's for this know. one yeah. but um i but they've done it and in the past even dude. if it's not even if it's not cops it could be like white people that are not necessarily supportive of the cause actually yeah it, it, it all varies there, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of conspiracies out there and we could yeah we could go on forever about that yeah no, i don't I, know i don't I know and i also don't know myself i have i haven't been at every single protest across the whole country every day to see with my own eyes like but i just think you you need to think about everyone's perspective with an issue like this and kind of see why think about why everyone is doing what they're doing rather than like what they're just what they're doing which goes for the police and the protesters absolutely dude that's the wise thing to say dude i agree dude i think having compassion understanding um 
you know, compassion is really understanding the other person's side and understanding where they're coming from. And, you know, that's a, that's an educated thing to say. And I think that's a very educated way to go about uh, understanding an issue, especially a complicated issue like this. Um, okay. So shout out to all the protesters, everyone be safe. Yeah. Um, let's transition though over. What do you think about this new cookies collab? What do you think about burner? I know that's one of our, that's, this is yeah, one of the I love, favorite podcast uh, topics. You know I, I swear to God, we talk about it every day. Every yeah. Time. I've been listening to burner for so long. Like ever since I first, like ever since I first started le- learning about the medical market in Washington, I was like listening to burner like, Oh, like that's how you send packs. Like, oh like that's how you like do this like oh like that's how you like basically everything you need to know is in his music it's crazy dude it's crazy and like you know he's just like he's a brilliant marketer dude he's like really he's a brilliant marketer and he he knows he knows how to sell kush dude like as as funny as that sounds but he knows how to sell kush in the new era he can sell kush now legally right um and he knows how to brand uh, Kush. So what me and Andrew were talking about last podcast, right? Uh, yeah. In episode number three, go check that out. Spotify, YouTube, Apple yeah. Podcasts, all that. Um, a little plug in there. Is once a company starts to, once once people start to fake your product and start to, uh, you know, start to put out fake cookies products, then you made it, right? So yeah. you've made it. So in my so what do you think about, what do you, how much of a, how much of an, so, okay. So we've talked about this before where we talk about the three prong technique where yeah. burner sells Kush. He sells his strains through his music and then it also helps build up the clothing and it's a three prong technique. Right. And it all helps each other. It just goes yeah. round and round and round. Yeah. What, what, what's this enigma that he's like, he's somehow, understood and 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 harnessed and this what's this power that he's harnessed like and also let me ask you this question actually is what other what other rappers has he put has he put on oh yeah well well he's put on Wiz Khalifa well I mean Wiz Khalifa put him on sort of what you mean put on I don't think so dude I think he put on Wiz Khalifa dog no 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 so and that's the thing is that he no no and that's a great point he traded, so he put on Wiz yeah, Khalifa yeah, with the yeah. weed, and then Wiz on, Khalifa yeah, put yeah, him on yeah. with the music, right? Yeah, he got signed to Taylor Gang for s- just selling weed. Just to for them. weed. Like, like he was like selling them weed. He's like, oh, like I rap too. Like, that's basically what it was. He was their like, he was their weed dealer, and he goes, yeah, yo, I can spit a few bars here and there, and they go, okay, yeah, shit, like, you guys I'll want more? Let me see what you got. Weed. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> all the time. Dude. You guys want the most fire weed all the time? Sign me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So, and who honestly, else does he put yeah. on, though, dude? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, basically, every artist he's worked with, and like, you know, what else is interesting? There are definitely people in there that he's like selling, like sending packs to, like low key, like, like. I don't know okay, if he does anymore, but he probably used to. Like, okay, a big one I think that's pretty obvious is like Young Dolph, like not himself personally, but like their associates. Like Gelato, Young Dolph made a Gelato album before uh, Burner and him made a collab album. So uh, Young Dolph made an album called Gelato, which was one of Burner's like older strains from like that time. And then like a year later, 
they made a collab album together, Burner and uh, Young Dolph. And Gelato was like shout his out first Young Dolph, big by album. The way. Yeah, shout out Young Dolph. And yeah, that's like a that's a pretty good example. I feel like. Uh, and then also, you think he's still selling packs to them though? No, no, I don't think he. That would be like I don't think he's still selling packs at all. Like he has dispensers everywhere, but yeah, he's, okay, yeah, he probably now. hasn't been for a while also. But he still knows all the growers though, and like you know, like he still knows. He still knows. Yeah, I mean, so burner, in a lot of ways, right? So. Why do you think his clothing is so popping? Yeah. Okay. That's a good question because it's, it's, it's like decent. I have, I have it's a cool, like it, it's got I some love. drip, but like, no, I have a cookie sweatshirt that I love. It's one of my favorite sweatshirts, but he also, because it's also got the cookies on it, right? It's because it's got the yeah, brand on it. It is. It's also, it's also a, a good, it's a good, he has a good manufacturer. Good quality. I, I, yeah. I looked in the tag and looked at their website because I was curious, but it's it has a good it's a, it is good quality but it's because of the weed and the rapping and the rapping and the rapping the, the hip hop celebrity yeah the hip hop celebrity is the main thing and the weed it's honestly just it they all feed off of each other because as a rapper you need stuff to rap about as a weed you need stuff to promote you as a clothing line, you need a story and like a message to convey. Otherwise, you're just like, or you're Target just another cl- exactly. You're another clothing yeah. brand, hundred percent. Yeah, you're just like nothing. So like, they all kind of tie into each other, and I don't know, just boost each other in like a magical way that, like, they, it's it's culture kind of. It's just. Yeah, it's pop they have, culture. They have cultural, they have cultural equity. Yeah, cultural equity is a good, which is hard to put that. It's hard to define what like culture really is and like yeah. put that into words. It but is hard. Those are all mediums of culture. Like clothing changes our views on drugs and recreational activity changes with culture, and our new culture, cannabis, is part of it. And it's becoming a bigger part of it, and our new our how our clothes are changing and how our music is changing, and I think weed is sort of it's sort of part of any culture that it crops up in, which is it's it's really weird to think about for us because weed isn't really that much part of our history because it's been illegal for all of our lives, but in the past when they've consumed obviously it was different because it wasn't as potent and blah 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 but alcohol weed tobacco are part of culture and how you sit around with your family and like family and friends and how you like share experiences and the way you do that each culture has their own drugs of choice and in cannabis is way. one of those main drugs yeah and Whether, cannabis well, is regardless one of, of cultures yeah, regardless of culture, it's one of those main drugs. And I think the way our culture is shifting, it's becoming even more of a main drug. Like as far as even just like new ways to consume it and just as it becomes more mainstream, it's becoming a bigger part of culture. And so any anything else that plays into that, such as music and clothing, those are two of the like 
hugest ones, I think. Like, the music and clothing are two of the biggest parts of any culture. I'd say music, clothing, food, beliefs, maybe, yeah. is how you could think of it. So, if you're selling clothing and food, I mean, if you're selling clothing and uh, music, and you're also riding the wave of weed becoming legal, that's just like a a great recipe for success. Yeah, honestly, I, I 100% agree. I think also too is one thing with like consumerism, right? Is consumerism is very interesting because what we consume, what we buy, what we choose to wear, what we choose to smoke, what we choose to drink, they're all micro uh, virtue signaling, right? In a way. So they're all like they're the, they're one of the main uh, thematic um, understandings of consumerism is what we buy, what we choose to wear, what we choose to show people that we consume is what makes our, uh, what makes our ability, what, what, what makes us up as humans. So what do we choose to show to everyone? So I choose to, sh I choose to wear a cookies, uh, sweatshirt because I want to show to people that I'm part of this culture, the specific culture, right? Um, yep. and so that's the whole idea of consumerism is, is showcasing to other people what we consume. So whatever you consume is what makes you. And adding on to that really quick, the reason why you're making that choice is because burner is telling you to. Yeah. Because burner represents a certain culture represents a certain types of type of person that you want to resemble that you want to, you know, showcase to people. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. That's okay. a good way to think about it. Yeah, no, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a, it's one of the main themes of consumerism is what we buy, what we wear, what we choose to show people is what we want to embody us as people as our personality right um yeah. okay so let's let's go on to the next topic um so you and me me and hugh we are uh we are trying to embark on a journey uh and produce a show our show name is x marks the pot um so this summer we're planning out a few different trips so are you excited about this what are you yep, what are you thinking i'm super excited i'm just Let's give me I the think, give me the basis of the show. Give me a, a yeah, an understanding okay. of what we're trying to do. What what are we trying to showcase in the show? Who are we trying to kind of resemble? What what elements are we trying to bring together? Yes. Okay. So this is going to be basically a. I don't. I'm not even going to bring up cannabis yet because that goes without saying. Yeah. It is a. It's going to be cannabis based no matter what. It's going to be cannabis based. It is a culture travel show, kind of like Anthony Bourdain's show parts unknown but yep. yeah parts unknown um but it's going to be based around our journey filming and producing content for farms and cannabis businesses so as we tour we're going to set up a tour and as we tour this route through washington we we're going four to routes, also yep yeah four routes we're also going to participate in cultural activities like anything we can find in there we're basically just going to connect with the people we meet go to restaurants do activities go for hikes jump off cliffs go like paintballing riding go-karts mtvs all that shit mtvs anything MTVs, fun atvs excuse me <laughs> excuse me 
MTVs, <laughs> I, ATVs. I, I just no, said MTVs. No, that was me, dude. That was me. And I, I didn't even high. I didn't even say anything. Um, oh. Anyway, ATVs, all that. And we're going to create a conversation and a culture. We're going to showcase culture, right? Base. Yes. We're, we're going to showcase culture. So first, first stop on the tour is we're going to be doing, if you got, if, if any listener is, if they live in Washington then this will make sense to them, if they don't, if you don't, then this will not make that much sense to you. But, uh, we're going to have it up on our website here pretty soon to showcase why we're doing the tour. This is the first season we're going to do Washington state. Obviously that's cause we're, that's where we're from. Um, but the first tour is going to be from Bellingham to Spokane and we're going to be taking highway Two. And Highway 2 is up the north side, and we're going to stop in Tenasket, where our where the company that me and Hugh work for, Sunkiss Cannabis, shout out to Sunkiss Cannabis, um, shout out everyone there, by the way. Um, we're going to be stopping there, and we're, we're going to be stopping all the way along the whole route and showcasing a bunch of different cool things. It's going to, like I said, like, like Hugh said, it's going to be a travel show. It's going to be uh, an Anthony Bourdain-esque um, mixed with a few different other elements. Um, and we're going to be showing these dope different elements and, and showcase these different cultures. Like, for example, uh, if you if you are aware of Okanagan County, Okanagan County is a county in Washington state that resembles in a lot of ways to a similar culture of Humboldt County. Humboldt County, obviously, the terrain is very different from uh, Okanagan County. Okanagan County is much more deserty, but um, not deserty, but it's 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 fertile and desert mix kind of. It's a little, it's definitely different from Humboldt, North, Northern California, but, uh, there's a really rich culture out there with a lot of amazing growers, a lot of amazing outdoor, indoor, all this. We're going to be, we're going to be interviewing people. We got one interview set up with an ex, uh, uh, he, he used to smuggle marijuana into the U S uh, he worked with the Colombians, just crazy shit from the seventies. We're going to be interviewing somebody like that. Um, we're going to be interviewing a ton of different people, but yeah, we're going to be showcasing these different, these different subcultures and overall cultures. Um, but no, I'm really excited for this dude. And, uh, I'm, I'm hi- I'm hyped to showcase this. We're going to show this on the channel too, uh, on the YouTube channel, uh, either it's going to be X. So the name of the show, by the way, is X marks the pot. If I didn't already say that, I think I did. Yep. Um, X marks the pot. Shout out Hugh for the name, by the way. That yep. was all you, X baby. marks the pot. Hell yeah, yeah baby. I'm really proud pot. of that name. everyone. It's not X way. marks the spot. It's X marks, X the, marks pot. the pot because it's about the journey to about the, pot. the journey to the pot, baby. We're yep. going to showcase the journey to the pot and the culture surrounding that. Exactly. Um, no, a hundred percent dude. Um, Hell yeah, dude. So yeah, so keep your eyes eyes open for that. We're gonna be probably promoting it a lot. Um, but that's another that's another way that we're leveraging media ourselves, right? We, you know, we, we we like to practice what we preach. Um, yeah. So let's let's diverge now um, to in terms of Where, where, I guess it's a little bit still on the line of X marks the pot. Where, what are the next, what are the next states that you want to go to to see after Washington yeah. State? Well, after we crushed the first season in Washington State, yeah, where do you want to go yeah. next? And what after other state we, or country? After we get bought out by Netflix for our second Netflix season, I'll probably want to use all that millions of dollars. Probably, I will, hundreds uh, okay. of thousands, maybe. Yeah, all yeah. the hundreds uh, of thousands. Who knows? Who knows? Sure. No, no. Honestly, I think we need to do Oregon and Cali regardless. Yeah. I'm obviously joking about that. Uh, uh, I'm 
I think we need to do Oregon and Cali. And then if, no, depending on our success, I, I was just kidding everyone, by the way, I don't think that's going to happen. But depending on our success, I think we should try to get out of the country. Um, however, ha, yeah, wherever we can, because that's going to be the best I would Jamaica that we can go see, I swear. Yeah, exactly. Anyone, all we need is a one or two people, and then they can... Yeah, they'll have, have homies, a few connections. I have homies in, in Jamaica that work in the industry. I'm not joking. Yeah, but they'll have a few connections. They'll have a few connections. And then we have a we have restaurants around there. Yeah. We have stuff to do. And that's going to be more interesting than even though, obviously, in the U.S., it's all the brands and the differences between all the brands and all that stuff, that's going to be really interesting. But for the broad, for the broader viewer, I think out of the country would be how you attract people. Like, do you want to see how they make Moroccan hash? Like, and we're going to ride camels and go to a market and like all that stuff. But like, that's, that's a a lot farther down the road, but I think, yeah, Oregon and Cali, Canada, um, Canada would, could be the easiest first one, but that would still kind of be the same the same way where we'd be comparing brands and farms and different facilities and stuff, which is still interesting and all the cool stuff to do, but there's less, like it's less exotic, I guess. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see, dude, we'll, we'll work it out. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what's good. Um, okay. So let's do, I want to ask you, what are some of your favorite cannabis brands you've been smoking on? And then we'll probably yep. wrap it up. Maybe get one more question. Yep. And then, wrap okay. It up. So I don't like to buy, really expensive cannabis because I just can't do it. Like I have spent too much time being like, give me one more nug. Like, come on. Like, like, and like, just like I've spent too much time trying to get like good deals to spend like $90 on a quarter or something. Even though like, you were selling dope back in the day and now you're, now you're not settled with this regular legal cannabis, huh? I'm, I'm, I'm used to buying dope from people back (laughs) in the day. I'm used to buy, I'm used to being able to be like, ah, come on, bro. Like just, come on, just just a few more handfuls. Yeah. Just a few more handfuls. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But yeah. So uh, my favorite brands are the ones that are give you good weed for the price and so what natural mystic natural, natural mystic, mystic dude farms. they've been killing it dude they've yes. been killing it shout their out natural mystic so shout out Na- they're in so quincy good. washington and shout out them bro they're it's killing greenhouse it. too it's greenhouse and they're, it, they're they're growing well then and they really that light dap huh yeah yeah well i don't know it says it says greenhouse it might be light up but uh, it probably is something like that, but they, ha- I buy their bee buds ounces of their bee buds for like $90. One ten ninety. I know I, I bought one. No, the yeah, other it's day, 110. Bro. No, it's one. I, I know the exact buds. Dude. Yeah. J- Jeff, yeah. Jeff at, um, yeah. At, uh, at Cascadia, shout Cascadia. out, Jeff. shout Jeff. out Cascadia, shout out Jeff, shout out Jeff dude. Shout out Jeff. Jeff, 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 Jeff the man. The you are in Bellingham. Yes. Go to Cascadia, go to Cascadia, ask for Jeff, ask for Jeff. Big tip. He's the homie, Jeff. Yeah. Jeff, if you're hearing this, dude, we love you. I'm serious. Yeah, we love you. You got to come Jeff. on the show here too. By the oh, way, oh my I love god, Jeff. that'd be such a good episode. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I love that. And if I'm gonna go a step up from that, Buddy Boy Farms. Shout out Buddy Boys, by the way. I know, because, I know the owners yeah. of Buddy Boys. There's some awesome growers. They're out in Omac, I believe, or they're out. Yeah, I believe they're out in Omac. They're they're in Okanagan County, like we were just talking about earlier. Um, 
and great people. I, I, I we've love got to try guys. to get them on the show somehow. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Yeah, I love their word, and I love their just everything. Like, I just love the. They don't try to oversell you on anything. They don't. Their Instagram's not too flashy, but their weed is just like solid, and the prices are like, they. It's twenty eight dollars for four grams, which is like weird, but I just like that. I don't know why. I just like that they do four grams. Like, I just think that's dope that they have a four gram instead of eight. Yeah, oh, I just yeah. think that's dope. Like, that's just respect. That's the and whole day, like, baby. I used to, yeah, exactly. after the longest time, bro, I thought, like, since I, like, like when I was, until, like, freshman year of high school, I thought an eighth was four grams, always. <laughs> 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 like, like, when I got to freshman year, and I was like, bro, why are you, why are you skinning me, dog? And he goes, what are you talking about? This is an eighth. And I'm like, no, dude, four grams. And he goes, okay, let's do the math here now, Luke. <laughs> Okay, eight times three point five. What does that equal? That equals twenty eight, idiot. And I go, oh, sorry, dude. I was just always used to those four gram. Yeah, eights. exactly. Like that's why I have so much trouble with the dispensaries. Like I can't. Like, like honestly, we should do three six in eights for some brand that we make someday. That would just be dope. But just a point, point one, one dude. Just it wouldn't. It just be dope. Just be like, by the way, will you get an extra point one? Like in, in case that makes what about you point just five? like. Yeah, or like four, or four, but then you'd have to actually charge more, for the, like to make yeah. it like viable. But and it, but you could just charge a couple more cents and just throw in a point one just for like the marketing of it. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah I give I, you. I, I like that marketing tactic. Yeah, no, that could be. But smart. what are your anyway, what are your what are your top shelf favorite brands though? Yeah, your top okay. shelf favorite brands. I want a few. Throw out a few. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If I'm Blue Roots. Shout out Blue Roots. I love Blue Roots. If I'm going to spend a lot, if I'm going to splurge, I'll buy Blue Roots. I'll buy Gold Leaf if I want to buy, like, a Gold little bit of fire, some fire. Dude. OG Gold fire, Leaf, dude. Yeah, it's so good. Like, that's just, like, they're strains. I, you don't have to be, like, worried. Like, I've never bought, like, some because sometimes you can buy expensive weed and it's not good. Like, that shouldn't be a thing, but it is. <laughs> but, yeah. You you should know it's gonna be good. But anyway, Blue Roots is always good. Um, Gold Leaf. Let me think what else. Uh, oh, Dog's House. Dog House. Dog House. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't dog know House. Are. They have good weed for like if you're gonna spend like ninety on a quarter or something. Like Dog House Dog is House. worth it. Yeah, and they have good oil too. And they have. I think they put like they just give. They just change the price on their all their oils like. One will be 25, one will be 27, one will be 28, one will be like 40. And I feel like they just give you the value of it. So like if you buy one of their expensive ones, it'll be good. If you buy one of their less expensive ones, it'll be pretty good. But like you just, you can just tell by looking at the price, you're not going to get ripped off by them, in my opinion. I should also, I should say some oil too, actually, because um, oleum, I love oleum. Shout out oleum, dude. I love oleum too, man. Those guys are dope. I love them. I love they have my favorite pre-roll uh of all time, the sugar cone. It's so good. Um it's yeah, anyway, buy that. But their oil is so good and they have different they have like thirty dollar, thirty to forty dollar grams of like honey sugar crystals, and then they have like crazy live resins for like way more expensive, and then they kind of have in between which I really like that just that just tells me that you know you're giving me what you are making like if I see a company that just has like $60 grams of oil and they have nothing else 
like I just don't know like yeah. especially like if it. I've never heard of it like, there's not I a lot wouldn't. of yeah because you're not giving the customer other options and, and other yeah, experiences but and, at the same and time, so there's less was, there's less ability for you to judge whether or not that's good because you just have the yeah. oil if you have good then, oil good flour good pre-rolls then I got a lot more confidence in you, right? Exactly. And then if I am going to splurge, if I was going to buy a $60 gram, I would go to Oleum more than I would, or like Cold Smoke or like... Shout out Cold Smoke. Something. Yeah, shout out Cold shout Smoke. Shout out Sub X. Yeah, I was going to say, that's shout another Shout out Sub X. Shout out Nathan. I forgot to mention. If I'm going to buy Top Shelf, I would buy Sub X for sure. I love all their strains. Yeah, dude. And They're dope. Yeah. And oh, Zaz. Zaz. Shout out Zaz. Shout out yeah. Natalie. Love yeah. those people. Awesome yeah, people. They have awesome fire. Brand. Hell yeah, dude. Um, uh, my cat just came in here. Wait, uh, should we put Juju on the podcast Juju, really quick? Juju on the, on the beat. Hey, baby. Hey, Juju. What do you think about the state of the cannabis industry? <laughs> oh, he's tripping. He knows it's a drought. He knows it's a drought. He knows it's yeah. a drought in the street. <laughs> yeah, he, that's why he didn't want to talk about it. He's quiet. <laughs> he's quiet. Shout out, Juju. And yeah, shout, uh, out, shout Juju. out you, by the way, dude. Yeah, um, thank you, guys. Shout out. Yeah, shout man. Out I'm glad you hopped on. We're gonna we're gonna have you back here, obviously. For sure. Yeah. Um, you help Anytime. out with the editing. You help out with a lot yeah. of stuff. And yeah, let's get I love it. you to death, bro. Um, yes, you too, bro. Love you. And um, going up. Yes, sir. We're going up. Anyways, um, this is episode number four. Um, we're getting a little bit over the time limit. So thank you so much, though, Hugh. This is Hugh Fogarty. Yes. Thank you so much. Episode number four. Uh, this is the Frame of Flower podcast. This is where we explore cannabis in a multitude of different frames. If you guys want to find us, we are on YouTube. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Overcast. We are in all of the casts, right? We, you, you need to find a podcast wherever you listen. We are there. We are Every there. cast. Every cast, baby. And we're Honestly, on YouTube. I- I'm going to have to come back, too. I have a lot oh, more Oh, you'll be back, dude. You'll be back. It. We have a lot more to talk about. We have a lot more to talk about. This is just off the yeah. fly, dude. We yeah, just, this we is just the quick we, we didn't even We didn't even prepare for this, bro. We didn't even yeah, prepare for this no. one bit, and it was it was a good combo. We, we covered a few different really good topics. Anyways, yeah, definitely. really appreciate you, buddy. Uh, this for is sure. the Frame of Flower podcast. Let's go. Smoke Let's up. Let's go. Everyone, be safe. Big stuff. LBS. All that. Sunkist. Yes, sir. Shout out, Sunkist. Shout out, everyone. Shout out, Spaceweed. Hell yeah. Anyways, appreciate y'all. Thanks for uh, listening. I really appreciate you, uh, Hugh, and I appreciate my viewers. Anyways, thanks again. This is the Frame of Flower Podcast. Peace.